I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And joining us tonight, actually looking around here, it's a it's a small crew tonight. It looks like Doc is actually on rounds tonight, and uh, Joe's out delivering beer to each of us. So uh, we've got Sound Guy Tom. Check one, two, check one, two. Welcome, Tom. We are friends who enjoy great beers and telling stories. We enjoy it so much, in fact, that we made it into a podcast. And a brewery tour road trip, a book club, a worldwide phenomenon, you name it. I don't know what's going to be next, but we just keep adding to it. That's true. And not just a book club, but book club where the authors make an appearance. That's right. There's not too many book clubs that can say that. And I'm actually, I've only got, I'm almost done with the, the current book we're reading right now. I'm really enjoying it. I think we're doing that next week, right? So if you yeah. haven't finished it, get on, get reading that book. Oh, I'm all, I got 10 pages to go. Yeah, I've, I've so. got about 50 left. So we are lucky enough to reside in North County, San Diego, beer Mecca within a beer Mecca. Weather's great beer. Amazing. We're excited to have you join us, so pull up a bar stool, grab a beer, and let's get started. And as always, don't forget to follow us on social media at I Like Beer, the podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Also, I Like Beer, the Po one, and I Like Beer, the Ta one on Twitter. Uh, follow, subscribe, download, like, comment. Please do all of those things because that helps us uh, grow and uh, become bigger and bigger. You know, if Joe was here, he'd say you did that perfectly. Thank you. Appreciate it. I've been practicing. <laughs> And the newsletter has gone out. So, but if you sign up on the website, I'll make sure you get it too. So you can find out about talent's top 10 beers and, and a whole lot more about what's coming up for I Like Beer the Podcast. That's at I Like Beer the Podcast.com right there on the homepage. Take you two seconds and we'll make sure you get the newsletter as well. Very good. You know, it's a big night tonight, talent. I know, I know. I'm super excited, very excited about our guest tonight. Our guest tonight. The founding members, heart and souls of the San Diego Museum of Beer, America's first craft beer museum. We got Tuan Reidenhauer, Michael Cosiella, and Bruce Glassman. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. We are so excited to hear about the Museum of Beer. So, how about a, a couple of quick introductions? Let you guys kind of go around. Mike, you want to start? Sure. Uh, my name is Mike Cosiella. Uh, by day, I produce concerts and festivals, and by the rest of the day, we're, we're working hard on building the Museum of Beer. I'm the development director, so my role is to find money and then also build marketing partnerships. And, and what are you drinking? I am drinking, man, I love Ale Smith, so I'm drinking their uh, Juice Stand Hazy IPA. Super delicious. We love Ale Smith, too. Cheers. So. Cheers, yeah. Cheers. And Bruce? Yeah, I, well, I've been a, a writer and an editor and a publisher for, I guess, yikes, going on 30 years, maybe. And the last 10 or 11 years, I've been very involved in San Diego craft beer scene, doing books on craft beer in San Diego, building relationships with all the brewers in San Diego. What I'm going to be doing, I'm the curator of craft for the Museum of Beer. and Cool title. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the coolest. Yeah, you need to get that style. on like on a shirt. So like when you walk around, I mean, who are you? I'm the you know, curator of craft. Yeah. Director of development's okay, but yeah. curator, curator of craft, craft is much better. Much no, cooler. That's yeah, sweet. Much um, better. 
I'm basically curating three things. I'm going to be um, curating a lot of the content that goes into the exhibits, the history of San Diego beer um, and how we tell the story and what's included. Um, I'm going to be curating the relationships that we have with the brewers as we move forward, not only developing the exhibits, but also once the museum is open, we're going to be very involved with the craft beer community here and keeping the brewers involved in the project as well. So I'm going to be sort of the liaison to the craft beer community and the Brewers Guild. But I'll also be curating a lot of the tasting experience that we have at the Museum of Beer. I know I, you know, a little further on, one of your questions is, can somebody get a beer at the museum? Yeah. Let's just answer that right spoiler now. Alert, it's the most spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Most right, important question. The answer is yes. Okay. You can get many, <laughs> many different kinds of beers. That's the only reason I go to museums is to drink beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to be curating the tasting experiences that we have there. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that uh, later when we talk more about the exhibits. Very cool. And then we have Tuan. I am the craft executive officer. Nice. I like that. <laughs> I've been in the uh, arts and, and culture field for about the last 16 years. I run a museum in Balboa Park right now as my day job. And uh, I'm working with the Museum of Beer and uh, Mike, who I have known for 25 years, and Bruce, who I've known for a little bit less than that. But uh, the three of us have become the amigos of beer. Nice. And we are, uh, not only do we love to drink it, but we love to uh, go out and meet everybody and, as Bruce said, create the relationships that we need to make sure that Museum of, of Beer uh, successfully communicates and displays the story of San Diego beer. So I'm the business guy. I'm the guy that has to say no a lot. But uh, other than that, we get to drink lots of great beer. And uh, so saying no isn't that bad. We always say yes to beer, but... <laughs> I'm the guy that says yes, and then Twan says no right after that. <laughs> right. No, is oh, it easier great. to hear no after a couple of beers or that's, harder? I don't know. <laughs> or do you even hear it after a couple of beers? I guess it's yeah, really may, the, maybe. The, yeah, the exactly. Is the bookmark it between beers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be right to talk about beer without beer, right? Correct. I think so. So, Tom, what, what do we got tonight? Well, before we get into that, I need to give a shout out to Brent Walla. Because without meeting Brent Walla uh, several weeks ago, we wouldn't be having this conversation with these three fine gentlemen in the Museum of Beer. So shout out to Brent. Thank Cheers, you very Brent. much, Brent. Cheers, Brent. Cheers, Brent. And then with regards to our, our beverage of choice tonight, I have to thank producer Joe. He made the rounds and dropped off a good old-fashioned Anchor Steam. So uh, we're joining the, the one and original here and brings back memories of a great day on PGW Trip 1 where uh, a few of us got into the museum, or not in the museum, the end of the brewery there, and got on a, a tour and several tastings uh, that just finished off a great day. So good memories. Yeah. <laughs> Way to sneak that in, Twan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anchor Steam might have been the first craft beer I had, ever had, and, and I was too young to appreciate it because all I could really understand was it was a tasty beer, but a six pack cost the same as an entire case right. of Milwaukee's best. Of, Key, of Keystone. Right. And Keystone Light. Yes. <laughs> Keystone Light. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It was that time of yes. life, right? <laughs> but boy, yeah, it's... Uh, Quantity, not quality. It tastes... I, you know, a San Diego IPA has a certain flavor to it, yeah. but I taste an Anchor Steam and I think of the Bay... Something about it just takes you right to the Bay Area. Like, yeah, that's what a Bay Area beer should taste like. Just like you know what a San Diego... IPA should taste like. 
So great beer. Thank you, Joe. Joe's yeah, not thanks, on Joe. the podcast. I think he's still he driving home left. right now. He's probably stuck in traffic. He just handed me these beers and took off. Yeah. <laughs> but we appreciate that he made all that effort. Well, we're still going to start without him. Yeah. It's a classic. You know, it's got that uh, malty, smooth, just a little bit of hop. You know, back in the back in the day in the 1980s when I probably had this for the first time, I probably thought it was a hoppy beer, but just a real mild hoppiness and a little sweetness to it. Still a great beer. No, I get great. It's good. I clean, still love this beer. Clean drinking beer. That's good beer. Yeah. And it's a cool place. If you're in San Francisco, go visit it, the, the brewery, because it is definitely an old brewery. Um, and it's it's a it's really neat. Uh, they got a lot of history in that building. All right, we got some questions for you guys. Because we are so excited about Museum of Beer. That this is actually I uh, was at Balboa Park probably two years ago and saw the sort of the setup. That was at Balboa Park for for the coming of the Museum of Beer, and and it had some information about it somewhere. And I I read about it and thought, okay, this is coming. This this is going to be all right. So, can you tell us a little bit about the history of beer and brewing, and how does it merit a museum? I guess I'll uh, I'll take that one, guys. All right, Bruce. I mean, in terms of the history of beer, beer is the oldest recorded recipe in the world. I mean, you know, it dates back to 10,000 BC in China. So we probably right now in this podcast, unless we have another 10 hours, probably won't get into great detail, you know, about the beginnings. But uh, suffice to say that we'll, we'll have a lot of detailed information about the beginnings, the origins, the history of beer through civilization uh, at the museum. The biggest focus is going to be San Diego beer history. And that really starts just after the Civil War, like in the late 1860s. Um, before that, most of the beer in San Diego was brought in from other places outside the county. I think the first recorded brewer in San Diego was an Austrian immigrant, a guy named uh, Christian Dobler, uh, who came over. His father was a brewer in Austria, and he started brewing here in San Diego. He's like the first guy to set up a shop in San Diego. There were a bunch of other breweries that followed, uh, you know, by 1896, there was San Diego Brewing Company, which was uh, one of sort of like the first big brewery that we had here in San Diego. It was like it had a capacity of like 14,000 barrels a year, which is 28,000 kegs for those of you who can't do the math. <laughs> they brewed mostly lagers, um, but they were sort of like uh, the major force in, in the in the city. Uh, Mission Brewery, which a bunch of locals here or maybe others probably know that name, that was established right before Prohibition, like 1912. Uh, it was originally called Bay City Brewing. That's like one of the few buildings that is actually still around that you can still see in San Diego from that era. But that was that was cool. That was a, um, a big popular brewery for a couple of years until Prohibition closed it down. Many years later, a guy named Dan Sellis would realize that the Mission Brewery name was actually available, and he went and got the name for his brewery. We have a Mission Brewery now that's up and running, a great brewery downtown San Diego. That's not at that historic building on Hancock Street, but downtown at 14th and L. He was able to appropriate the the Mission Brewery name, so the name lives on, and he talks a lot about the history of Mission Brewing and the the building and and the brewery as well. We'll, you know, we'll provide a lot, a lot of detail on all of that stuff at the museum and take people up through the 1950s when there was a decent amount of brewing activity, but nothing huge. There was actually between the 50s 
And basically the 80s, there was a, a real dearth of brewing in San Diego. Uh, there was really no commercial brewery in San Diego for about 30, 34 years, I think it was. It wasn't until... It was the dark times. <laughs> yeah, we t- that's right. Yeah. Very dark. It, it was actually probably what we talk a little bit later about why San Diego, that's part of the reason is that there were lots of guys who actually had gotten their first taste of a, a beer that actually had flavor, like an Anchor Steam or a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. And these were guys who were in college or, you know, wanted something, they, they got their first taste of something that actually had flavor and then they wanted that and they couldn't find it commercially. So yeah, there were 34, 35 years where it was a craft beer desert here. 1987 was the first attempt to open a craft brewery in San Diego. It was um, the guys at Bolt Brewing, Clint Stromberg and a couple other guys tried to do it up in Fallbrook. Uh, unfortunately, didn't last very long. I think they were open for about a year or so before they had to close down because, you know, uh, Fallbrook's a kind of a tough location to make a go of it, I think. So not we, a lot of through traffic there. Not a lot of through traffic. Yeah. So if you want to talk about the, the first craft brewery of the modern era here in San Diego, we would say it was Bolt and yeah. Fallbrook. But really, 1989 was the was the breakthrough year uh, that launched the craft beer revolution in San Diego. And that was when Carl Strauss opened on Columbia street, uh, in downtown. And that was a successful brew pub that was brewing flavorful craft beer. That was sort of completely different from anything anyone had done on that scale before. And that launched the revolution that we saw come through up to today and where we have about 155 craft breweries in town right now. So obviously there's a lot of detail to fill in in between all of those things, but that gives you sort of a quick brewing history in San Diego and sort of the basic universe that we'll be covering uh, through the exhibits. Very good. Yes. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers to that. Thank you. Cheers. So that was was great. And uh, so I guess for listeners across the United, I think we know the answer to this, but for listeners across the United States and, and across the globe, since we do have a, a global audience. Why is international international? Podcast. That's right. Why is San Diego the perfect place to house the Museum of Beer? And where in San Diego will we find this museum? Our one listener in Poland and our two listeners in Austria. They, <laughs> they are gonna want to know they're, they're planning right vacations for post-COVID right now. So they want to know where should they put their money. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, San Diego has a rich arts and cultural history. Here, I mean, going all the way back to like 1915 with the original Panama Exposition uh, with, you know, with Balboa Park and all the museums. So we, we actually have a rich cultural history here where we have, um, we, we celebrate San Diego. We celebrate the industries of San Diego. And really, uh, if, if you go back to that history, they were celebrating all the things that made San Diego, San Diego. Well, cut to now. San Diego is, is synonymous with craft beer as much as any other, you know, there I name them, you know, Portland and, and, and Denver. But uh, we really have uh, surpassed, you know, what is craft beer in San Diego. We, we've created, uh, we've led in innovation of craft beer here in San Diego. Um, the styles that we've developed here um, just that California spirit of putting weird stuff in things. 
(laughs) (laughs) We like to experiment with, with flavors and the craft beer industry has done that here with an artistry that I don't think any other uh, region has done. We, we, we actually, and, and not only have we done that with the experimentation of flavors, but we've done that with just the mass amount of cool beers that we have in cool beer tasting rooms. So you couple the amazing weather that we have, the awesome uh, culture that we have out here in San Diego, and you, you know, you smack beer into that. We will be, and not will be, but we are the mecca for craft beer and, and for fun. I'll just say that. So fun and beer go hand in hand. San Diego is one of the best fun cities that we live in. And the beer with it is, it just adds to that amazing uh, environment that we have. Perfect. And people are already planning entire vacations around coming to San Diego for breweries. So th- this makes all the sense in the world. Right. So where, where will we find this museum? Well, we're looking at a bunch of locations and it's shifted several times. And now with the current situation, there's a lot of inventory on the market. So our, uh, you know, a lot of commercial property has become available, you know, so there, there is, I, I dare say where we, you know, where we want to pick, uh, you know, we do have a, an, an idea of an ideal location, but there, there's so many other things have come available that are crazy cheap. Well, this is, you know, a business as well. Right. So, you know, we have to entertain a lot of uh, whatever comes our way. Obviously, it's going to be downtown. Obviously, it's going to be close to the convention center to some degree, you know, um, a short Uber or Lyft ride, you know. So downtown general area is, is where it will for sure be. The exact location, um, we have a favorite, a couple favorites, but we've also had some very interesting phone calls and, and opportunities thrown our way. So we're we're chilling on that, you know. And with the situation with with the uh, you know all the shutdowns, we're we're not in a super hurry to go out and grab a location quite yet until we know what the landscape's going to be as far as being able to open fully. Because right. again, the economics of what we're doing, right? It's a uh, it's pretty hefty investment. To build, you know, our goal is, which we're shooting for a 20,000 square foot museum plus outdoor space, you know, that is accessible to tourists and conventions and, you know, and meeting space. And so, you know, it's it's a big investment, a big endeavor. Uh, so we just want to choose it wisely. And, and we also want to hit it at the right time because if we go too early right now, we can't open. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we're burning gas flying around San Diego. <laughs> In the land. Vista. People are talking about Vista. <laughs> so if there's any uh, developers that are listening to this podcast right now, if you got about 20,000 square feet and you want to invest, this is your this is your project. <laughs> nice. We'll take right. a free space any day. Yes. I would also point out that before COVID, pre-COVID, PC, that San Diego spent a lot of time and effort promoting the beer scene here to the rest of the world to great success. I mean, there are people all over the world, obviously, that know about San Diego, the city, know about our beer, know about the culture here. At this point, a lot of those people are coming to San Diego looking for some kind of a beer experience, and there is nothing for them right now until the Museum of Beer opens its doors. So that's, to a large extent, the rationale for making something 
a, a craft beer hub, a beer welcome center downtown for all those folks who are coming here and want some kind of experience. It's been really remarkable. You know, San Diego used to just be known for Shamu and Legoland. <laughs> and now there's almost more beer tourism than there are tourists for those things. I think Stone is like the second or third most popular tourist destination in the North County area, you know, and that's where the Safari Park is. So that whole demand is really growing and Museum of Beer is eager to fill that. I know conferences I've attended, that's that's one of the questions I get right away yeah. is where should I start? I'm going to check out some breweries. Exactly. Where should I start? And it would be nice to give them a hub. Exactly. And that's what we, we want everybody's answer to that question, where do we start well, to be the Museum of Beer? Good goal. Until that, it's Ailsmith. Anyone <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It's centrally located too, so that's smart. That's actually smart. That's Geographically, it's a smart place to start too. You can head north and south from there pretty easily. Yeah. So I know you kind of touched on this already, but you were saying we we did say uh, spoiler alert. Can people get beer at the museum? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So what's the plan with that? <laughs> um. In, in 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 your in your world in your imagination right now, what's that going to look like? Well. Yeah, there, there's actually a couple of ways you can get beer at the museum. <laughs> Tell me more. You can have it injected directly into your Perfect. veins. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, no, we're we're actually going to incorporate um, a tasting component into the exhibit experience. So there will be various points along the way where visitors of the right age will be able to get the sensory experience, the taste experience and and flavors of, of particular kinds of beers as they go through the exhibit, which will be, you know, sort of work hand in hand with the information that's being provided. Best museum ever. Yes, I, you had me exactly. at beer already. I'm just telling you right now. I'm already, I'm... <laughs> and I love museums. Yes, but this we're is pretty much going to hand you, a little, uh, we're, we're going to hand you a little bit of beer pretty much as soon as you walk in the door, if we do it the way, you know, we really want to. All right, I'm looking up annual passes yeah. On yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, right now. <laughs> Look up the unlimited tasting deluxe package. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then once you're done with the exhibits, uh, you're going to be hungry not only for food, but also hungry to taste other kinds of beers to put some of the experience and the things that you've learned at the museum into more practice, let's say. So we're going to have a tasting room that's going to feature 65 exclusively San Diego taps along with a pizza kitchen that's going to do some really cool stuff and beer-friendly uh, food. We're also going to have a, a really cool bottle list that's going to be curated by me. Um, I have commitments from a bunch of brewers already to make some very special and rare bottles available to us. So we're going to have a kind of bottle list at Museum of Beer that you pretty much can't find at any other place in, in San Diego. And then the third component is going to be a special barrel-aged tasting component. Well, you'll be able to do some barrel-aged uh, exploration as well, again, with some very special and uh, and rare beers that are going to be just very cool. It also set our tasting experience apart from anything else you can get. So does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be open? Are you going to be open by this weekend? Because I'm, I'm ready to go. I saw it. No, that sounds awesome. I would just even add to, uh, in addition to, you know, us having all of those amazing tasting components, we have some amazing collaborations that we're working on with UCSD and SDSU and their, their extended campus programs to actually bring in young brewers and pair them with uh, master brewers. 
and our own master brewer to create these experimental beers that people, there's only one place you're going to be able to experience those is at the Museum of Beer. And in addition, we've also uh, realized that there's a ton of breweries that, man, they're just producing their, they have to produce the beers that, that make their money and they have no space to do experimental beers. R&D. We're going to be a great place for these, these, those breweries that are like hitting it hard, making their money, but we're going to be an R&D place that they can come in and be guest brewers on our system and pair with different places. So it's going to be an amazing place of collaboration that you're going to not only get beers that are of San Diego, but you're going to get beers that don't exist anywhere else in San Diego. That is fantastic. You know, UC Davis has been doing that in coordination with uh, Dr. Lewis and Sudverks for years. San Diego needs to take that and run with it because we got all the brewers here. He trains them up there. Then we have them down here. All right. Creativity and collaboration. And that's what's going to be so amazing about about this entire museum is that it's not just it's not just visual. It's not just artifacts. It's real time. You know, we're creating exhibits and experiences in real time with different brewers all across San Diego County. I want, I want to add to what Twan's saying is, um, and preface what he's saying actually is that we're licensing the museum as a brewery. Oh, that's cool. So we will have a, uh, a, a full system to where we're not only can we you know use it as an educational outlet, but but to what Twan's saying is is uh, is a resource for local small home brewers that want to take it up a notch and uh, also other breweries that need to do some R&D. So we'll be more than likely brewing beer within the museum every day, if not, you know, multiple times a day. That's great. So I think we, we've talked a lot about the beer side of it. So can you talk a little about maybe what are some of the artifacts and, and history that you'll have on display and any items that maybe you've already accumulated that we should look forward to? Yeah, I want to start. I want to start with that, and then Bruce or, or Twan, you could take. But we've we've really kind of focused on the historical aspect. But the museum isn't going to be, as we say, a, a bunch of dusty beer bottles on the wall with you know like plaques that you read. This is going to be a super modern museum. It's it's going to be digitally driven to the max. It, it's going to be a cutting edge style. It'll be an experiential museum where you walk in and and you you've gone through something that you that very few museums are doing at this point, which is immersing yourself in the subject. So, you know, we're going to do that through multiple digital uh, interfaces and, and ways that will take the visitor not only, you know, through the, the facility and, and through an educational experience, but also just a tactile and visual and um, experiential happening that by the time they leave, it's just like, it was like, was that a museum or did I just, or did I just walk through the matrix? <laughs> so, you know, I mean, that's it. That's where we're going with that, you know? And so, um, you know, and we could speak on this a long time, but Bruce, if you want to kind of do a brief like flyby on the, on the, on the exhibits or Twan. I just would want to add that, you know, in, a, in addition to the experiential part of it, you know, one of the things that we've done over the last several years is create these, uh, relationships with different entities. And one of the entities that we've been able to create a great relationship with is the Brewkive up at Cal State San Marcos. Judith Downey. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We've had her on the, on the podcast. She's awesome. How awesome is she, right? 
She's a go-getter, spark plug. She's fantastic. Yes. And so we've made that uh, that connection. And up until about a year ago, you know, Cal State was really not making their, their collection viewable. They were just kind of like bringing stuff in and archiving it and, and storing it properly. And through the connection that we've had with, with Judith, we think that there's going to be an element of the museum that has a rotating uh, exhibit of the artifacts that Cal State San Marcos is able to collect and not only collect, but store and conserve properly. But we will rotate those kinds of artifacts in and out of one of our uh, galleries. So we don't necessarily have to put our efforts towards conserving and, and collecting because there's already a great place doing that with Cal State San Marcos. We can be their display partner and we're super stoked about partnering with them and, and getting the, the stuff that they have in their archives to the public. Nice. Thank you, Tuan, because after Mike spoke, I was looking, you have Bruce Glassman as your curator of craft. There's got to be some old stuff with plaques for me to read. <laughs> I picture I'm walking around. I've got a beer or two in me. I'm in a museum. The smell of hops. I got to read something. I, I love that. What a great combination of that kind of experimental uh, yeah. experience and getting to look at some cool old stuff. Yeah. You know, I was going to say, so my my favorite museum in the world that I've been to, and I haven't been to too many, but my favorite museum is in uh, British Columbia up in Victoria on Vancouver Island. It's called the Royal Museum of British Columbia. And what I really like about that is it's kind of has that where it puts you in the scene. So when you're in a, a thing looking at whatever it is, you can have the smells and the sounds and everything else. And Absolutely. So that's what I envision with this place is I'm walking through, like I said, and you can smell the hops because they're brewing the beer, <laughs> you know, and you've got the beer yeah. in your hand and you say, so it's like this total sensory uh, kind of overload, which I think would be just incredible. Actually, that's the first time I've realized that you are going to, I mean, we, we think about all these exhibits going on, but you're right. That's actually the first time I've realized that you will smell hops. Yeah, it'll smell like a brewery, which is fantastic. Yeah. Museum, I didn't even yeah. put that together. <laughs> I won't even charge you for that when you put that in the brochure now. Yeah, so yeah, come yeah. here, you'll right. smell the hops. <laughs> it'll smell like you're in a brewery. <laughs> One of the things when I was doing a little research today, I was I was checking out your guys' website. And I have to say hats off to you guys and your marketing team. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you were open right now, <laughs> I'd be heading down there this weekend, no doubt. Uh, so anybody who's out there, you got to check out museumofbeer.com. It's a fabulous website. Beer fans oh, walking yeah. into a candy store. It's a Christmas. great place for children to yeah. take their dads on, on <laughs> right. fathers and their moms and, and their moms, too. Yeah, that's, that's I'm a, thinking Father's Day. Mother's I'm Day. Christmas, Mother's Day. Day. Christmas. Thanksgiving. All of them. Yeah. Arbor, Arbor Day. Tuesday. Yes. Yeah, Monday. <laughs> Any of those days are good. The way we're, we're, we're positioning a lot of these exhibits is that you don't have to be, you could be any age, right? You could, right. You could do a, a number of different things where like one of, the, one of the, the exhibits is called The Art of Craft, where we're actually going to display, if, if you've ever been to like one of those fancy like art museum types where they've got the white pillars and they've got like the artwork on the walls and it's all properly lit. We're literally going to have that kind of vibe where you can go in and look at beer cans as if they were like, you know, they're going to be downlit and it's going to like say mixed media on aluminum and, you know, like the whole nice. deal. But what's cool about that 
is you're going to get to create your own beer can, your own growler. So you, you not only do you get inspired by the art that's on the walls from these amazing artists that contribute their art to our, our industry, you're going to get to go in and create your own and then say, okay, I want, I want to buy that. And I want to buy that growler in our, in the gift shop and then have it filled. So you're going to have your own custom museum of beer art growler that you'll then be able to buy and fill with San Diego beer. That's awesome. In the, in the gift it's shop. Like, so awesome. like, that's one of the things that we're going to do. It's like Disneyland do. where you go to Star Wars land now and you can make your own lightsaber or droids. And you, you know, it's like, <laughs> I think, I think every dad, every mom, every person that hears this, that's a beer lover is going to go, I want to go yeah. there and just Absolutely. open up the wallet and say, here, just take it, just take it. And by the way, uh, with regards to that website, I, I noticed that you guys already have merchandise. I need to get myself a shirt. We sold a hat today. Yeah. Yeah. We did sell a hat today. I don't know who, would, who looked at it for the first time and purchased the hat. Oh wait, that was me. Uh, I have a new hat. I'm just, I'm actually testing your supply chain and see how quickly it gets. It should be at your door right now. Did the doorbell just ring? I'm I'm hoping so. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's there right there. So yeah, it's a great website. They got really cool merchandise. So everybody should be checking that out. All right. I opened another beer while you guys were talking. Yeah. What what are we drinking? Joe dropped off two beers. I I wanted to get into this. The Liberty Ale. Oh, I already finished that. The Liberty Ale. If I remember, this is the one made with the bunging process. Yes, that's true. Doc really enjoyed this beer, the way the guy described (laughs) the process. Yes. So again, another real smooth, uh, but a little more hops to it. Definitely more hops. The Cascade hops. Yeah. It's a good follow-up, too. Right. It was a good order. We did it in a good order. Good good call talent on the order there. It was really what I pulled out of my little cooler here first so and second. What are you guys drinking over there? Well, uh, I, I'm drinking uh, Carl Strauss Aurora Hoppy Alice. Well, that's another good one. Inspired by the beer history theme, but needing to stay San Diego centric. The Carl Strauss, for uh, what I was saying before, sort of they launched the the, the revolution here in 1989. And an um, IPA, I was I I would have gone with something like the Red Trolley, which is closer to like the first beer they ever brewed down there, but I couldn't find it anywhere right now. So I went with uh, Aurora Hoppialis, which is one of my favorite IPAs. And obviously IPA and San Diego are synonymous with each other. So I thought those, th- those things went together well. Yes. I'm with my Costco pack of beer, <laughs> but it's Alesmith yeah. and it's the, the Lupkin IPA and it's, it's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's another reason why we were very lucky here in San Diego is that we can go to Costco and buy a pack of Alesmith yeah. or Mother Earth or, you know, yeah, they're all just sitting right there, and you go, "Oh, which one should I buy?" It's a like you said, say the the riches that we have there as, as a beer drinker here yeah, is pretty that amazing. Was super cool that they carry, you know, giant packs of local beer, you know, and because it is, I mean, you know, it's it's expensive beer, right. you know, it's worth it, but it's great to be able to go there and get a, a nice, you know, truckload of it for not too much. Right. Actually, that's one of my favorite things to do when I'm traveling is I'll go into a Costco. Because as you said, they'll have the local. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll just cruise through it and find a local and a case or two that appeals to me. I'll just throw them in the car. But it's not not the case everywhere because there are some places that you can't purchase alcohol in those places. So it's really interesting how some True. some places you go to and and that is an option and in others it's it's not. So I, I I consider us very fortunate that we are able to do that. Tuan, what have you opened up? So uh, I've got uh, a couple things. I've got on my keg, uh, my kegerator. I've got the uh, Fall Magical and Delicious, which is a um, low ABV 
Hoppy Pale, which is one of the best Hoppy Pales I think is in San Diego. And then in my beer fridge, I got a little Alpine Nelson. Uh, and, it, you know, I love the Alpine stuff. And uh, we were talking earlier, uh, some amazing beer news here in San Diego is Pat and his crew are setting up shop in Alpine again, which oh, makes great. me super excited. Yes. That that uh, Alpine Truck Trails Pale Ale. Yeah, that's, one that's that one of my favorite. I really kind of a classic oh, yeah. Pale Ale that are a little hard to find in San Diego. It is very hard to find. When you find when you see it, purchase it because I actually was I was at Bevmo the other day just trying to look for that and like they had everything else from Alpine, but they didn't have that one. There's a couple of, of really great I mean, like obviously that the Alpine Hoppy Birthday is a great pale. Um and, and it it reads and, and feels it has a whole mouthfeel of an IPA uh without being like super ABV heavy. And that's what I like about some of these because they're 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 like well, for San Diegans and people that drink beer, they're like almost sessionable. I, I, I would borderline sessionable <laughs> beer <laughs> at 5%, you know, so yeah. <laughs> used to the seven. Yeah. 5.5 or lower is technically session. Hey, that's a San Diego sessionable 5%. Call those porch pounders. Yeah. So talent gave you one, <laughs> one, uh, a freebie smell of vision, aroma experience. Right, which is just going to be happen anyway. But but I got another one for you because people are going to be clamoring. They're already going to be clamoring in. But here's another one: wax museum figures of the ILB team, so people can sit down <laughs> and have a conversation. We'll we'll actually just be at the bar. Yeah, we'll be there right a few right. feet away, watching yeah. them. You yeah. know, enjoy taking pictures with our wax figures. Yes. <laughs> we were called the Hall of Head Brewers. That's a great one. <laughs> so it's just going to be the the, bus, the famous brewers from San Diego. Yep. And it, they would have like a, a positive message. So you would go into this room and it's just heads, but it's all the head brewers of all these different breweries Love it. giving you that like San Diego, like beer vibe. That's fantastic. We, we were talking about, we were talking about with Brew Hive with, with her too, is it would be really interesting is having that almost like the San Diego brewery family tree. Because it's so amazing where you take, like, say, Pizza oh, yeah. Port, right? Pizza Port. And how many guys have come from Pizza Port now? Where are they? And then uh, to try and track all that. She even said, she says it's almost overwhelming to try and track that. But it, that would be yep, pretty amazing. The Carl Strauss right. Pizza Port branches. Yeah. That, well, Stone Ballast Point. You, that is already in, yeah. in the plan. Yep, for sure. Because it is cool. Nice. Cool to see. So you've talked about the experience of the visitor. And we're sold. We were sold when we saw the swag, but yeah, it's, we're, it's we're, on, it's we're even on my, more it's on my sold. Christmas list right now, the, the year pass. But can you tell us a little bit about your hopes for the, the takeaways of the visit? So they, we start here. This is the hub. We start here. You've come to San Diego or you've made the trip down from North County, whatever. You've started at the Museum of Beer. What do you hope they take away? Well, yeah, I can, I'll start that is that we want the visitor to walk away and just be blown away about not only the, I mean, I'd say first and foremost, the impact that San Diego's, San Diego's had on the world of craft beer, but also just um, an overwhelming sense of the artistry of craft beer and what that really means, you know? And, and I'm, I am the neophyte to the craft scene. I, I moved here only six, six years ago, seven years ago now. Both Tuan and, and Bruce have been here much longer than I have. And I, I came from a, a big beer town and I didn't drink beer until I moved here. And I, I had an experience at, at Monkey Paw actually where the brewer explained, the, the guy that made the beer, you know, explained to me 
how he did it, why he did it, how he felt about it, and then handed it to me and I tasted it. And so that was that was like the turning point for me with beer and and realizing because I'm I'm a, I was a touring musician for a long time the art of beer you know and and what that means and just how fine of a craft it truly is and so it's a combo of all that how awesome San Diego is what craft beer really means and and the people and the community that's surrounded to make it happen and how warm and fuzzy that is just because you know it's such an amazing collaborative group of people that are in this town, you know? And so for me, that, that would be my goal is that people walk away going, wow, this is way heavier than I ever expected. You know, Bruce can probably speak to this a little bit too, that, that one thing we've noticed in our 14, 15 months of doing this is the collaboration, the teamwork, the friendliness, uh, in the San Diego industry. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, a lot of people ask me all the time, you know, why San Diego? Well, why did it become, you know, this great craft beer hub? And that sense of community and camaraderie is a huge piece of it. Um, there's a really strong homebrew community here in San Diego, has been for decades. Our San Diego chapter of Quaff is one of the largest in the country, if not the largest. Um, and the homebrewers, they have a culture of helping each other out, of uh, sharing best practices, and helping to lift each other to uh, make the best beer that they can make. And I think the San Diego craft beer culture grew out of a bunch of underdogs who wanted recognition on the world beer stage, um, who realized that one of the best ways to do it was to really help each other and uh, cooperate, lend each other ingredients, tell each other about procedures and methods that improve your beer and help each other push what they're doing from a brewing standpoint um, so it can be the best, the most interesting, the most innovative it can be. So that community and that culture around San Diego, I think has been a huge reason that San Diego brew scene has grown as quickly and to such a quality, high quality extent that it has. Then you throw in a bunch of other things that all converged, you know, Chris White, came to San Diego in 1991 to do his PhD. He wound up homebrewing with Yusuf Cherney, who was one of the original members of Homebrew Mart and founders of Ballast Point with Jack White. They messed around for a while. Chris White wound up founding White Labs, which is, you know, started producing yeast that was proprietary for Homebrew Mart and other brewers here that gave the beers, you know, a, a, a unique quality and um, the, the brewers an ability to do you know, really cool things. Um, and then White Labs became like one of the largest suppliers of yeast in the world at this point. So there's there's that. Uh, Vinny Salerzo uh, of Russian River, Pliny the Elder fame, right? He started out in Temecula, which is just, you know, 30, 40 minutes north of, of San Diego. And that's basically where he invented the double IPA, you know? And so that convergence of that style, that cutting edge brewing technique at going bigger and bolder and more aggressive with the hops obviously influenced a lot of other folks, brewers in San Diego. So all of those things come together uh, to make a, a real, you know, a, a really cool hotspot for brewing. 
And so will we see some of that in, in the philosophy of the museum, the, the, the big boys of San Diego Brewing, you, you know, your Stone, your Carl Strauss, your Pizza Port, but also the nano breweries, our, our, you know, our little stave and nail around the corner and, and these places that are just getting rolling. Will we see that kind of blend of the little guys and the, the big boys? A hundred percent. That's that's the whole idea of the the Museum of Beer is to create uh, an equal playing ground for the neighborhood brewer versus the big brewers, right? We and Bruce and I we 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 talk and and Mike we talk about our Mount Rushmore of brewers here in San Diego. They're the they're like the five big ones, but what also supports that giant mountain of brewers are all these new neighborhood brewers. And the whole thing that where you can go down the street and you can go, I'm going to, I'm going to go down the street. I'm going to go hang out at a little miss, or I'm going to go hang out at Duckfoot, or I'm going to go hang out at um, Amplified, you know, and you've got like all these little neighborhood brewers that are doing these amazing beers. That's what's so great about San Diego. And those neighborhood brewers expand and grow into these big, Brewers. I mean, you've got places like Society that they're they're on the verge of like doing some major canning and and like getting out to like all these different you know uh, retail outlets. And it's it's insane how like they start as these little local pubs, if you will, and then their beer is so good and it expands out to like a, a larger market and then a larger market and a larger market which is really the story of San Diego beer. It's all like, it's the, it's, I've just wanted to create beer because I love it. And it starts in my garage and then it starts, you know, then my neighborhood and then, then my, my, my city and then my County and then like national and uh, you know, Mike and I being, and, and Bruce, all of us we're, we're musicians and being in the band industry that we grew up in, it was always about like, creating music that that like appeals to your you know your group of friends and then that expands into like a city and then a county and then a region and the next thing you know you're you're signing you're on a major label and you're like touring the country the parallels of San Diego craft brew that we can draw from that as musicians and, and entrepreneurs it, it's so much the same like we start small we conquer our little areas and then we conquer the world. And that's really what San, that's what San Diego has done. We have conquered the world of craft beer. Yeah. True. Very well put. Very true. Yeah, no, I would I would echo that and I would even go even smaller when you talked about, you know, hitting the small breweries is the home brewers. Uh, we've had several home brewers on our uh, you know, on our podcast here and, and have gone to some of their houses and had beers at their places and the stuff they're creating is as good as in any brewery you would go to in in the country. Um, and so I think it's kind of cool that, like you said, that if you can kind of pay tribute to those guys, cause that's where it all started. That's where everyone started. Right. And then, you know, who did people decide how big they want to get and how big they want to go. Absolutely. Home brewing yeah. be a major component of the music. That's very cool. Yeah. And we're also, we're, we're excited about having 65 San Diego taps at the museum yeah. because 65. Yes. We're going to be dedicated to giving a, a lot of the smaller breweries 
exposure there to folks who come visit downtown who wouldn't necessarily be going right. out to Lemon Grove or up to Oceanside or, you know, so that's a that's a big piece of what we're doing to help build uh, build the community. And Very cool. Community. Well, I can't wait to sit in the museum and drink Talents Amber Bach. <laughs> that, yeah. That's a dream. That's out, a goal. Once I figure out what I put in that recipe, uh, <laughs> I will have that there ready to go. I still don't know, but um I look forward to figuring that out. But so, all right, so I'm going to bring it kind of full circle here. You know, what you guys are doing is incredible. Can't wait. I agree to have it uh, available and open. So for people listening right now, how can they follow your progress, the updates, you know, to find out when it's opening, where to go, all that kind of stuff. So the most thing is to subscribe to all our social channels. We're heavy on Instagram and Facebook. Um, We're not doing a lot of tweeting right now. Um, Our website, go there, join our mailing list buy merch that helps build the museum it really does and thank you for the hat purchase hey no problem i did all i joined your i joined your uh, email list too so yeah no awesome so yeah i mean that you know really the social thing and and you know the 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 current uh, situation has thrown us behind our timeline behind about a year year and a half but um the good thing is and, and man and, and well there's two good things one we were about to sign a lease right before covid hit and luckily we didn't out of the five investors that we had, we've only really lost one throughout this process, um, and and it is, and I will tell you that Greg and Steve from uh, from Stone are officially in. Awesome. They're putting a nice fat check, and we have I, I, I really, I don't know, I'm not sharing who else is in, but we have a, a small little pool of other investors that are bringing some serious cash to the table. You know, we're waiting for that right time to go back and approach investors. Uh, which could be now if you're listening. Or, uh, <laughs> they can well, approach us. <laughs> uh, anytime's good for money. But yeah, I mean, really, you know, as far as as far as following our progress, we're you know, Facebook, Instagram. We'll get back to videos. We tried doing it. We tried, you know, I, I do most of the videos and stuff, and it just wasn't clicking while the pandemic was starting to roll. So we we took a time out on everything until we could view the landscape in a better way and, and make sure that the way we are approaching the messaging and everything was right. So yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to start firing social back up soon and we're going to start reaching out for investments soon, but uh, to follow the progress most predominantly social media. So once again, your website is? It's uh, museumofbeer.com and an awesome story that I'll throw in real quick. And uh, Kevin Schwertberger, right? Schwertberger. Say it again. Yeah, so the serendipity of uh, this whole project and began with meeting this guy, Kevin, and, and we needed the domain name museumofbeer.com. Uh, so we, we did the who is search and lo and behold, the dude lived up uh, in Encinitas. We met for a pizza in Solana Beach and he goes, I'll tell you the name. And we made him a financial agreement, which was crazy, awesome, generous of him. Uh, and then we're also going to do an oil painting of him with a crown. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and he's going to have an oil painting as a king in the museum, Kevin Schwartzberger. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> we're going to follow through with that. So you're going to see this dude, you know, just on this painting. And, the, and, and, and anyway, so... Like, you know, it's really been a community effort and we're pretty stoked about how this has all come together. That's cool. All right. I got to find Kevin Schwertberger, King of Beer. Yes. To, uh, we got to have him as a guest. Yes. Yeah, He's yeah. one of those lifetime members, right? 
he's a beer fan. He like we immediately hit it off when we're hanging out, and and I think that's what got us the deal on on the domain. Uh, but he's been he's been a great supporter. We'd be remiss if we didn't say anything about the you know the Brewers Guild here in San Diego. You know, to their to their credit, they're super protective of San Diego beer brand and making sure that anybody that is promoting San Diego beer is on the level. They're not just coming in, you know, like from outside the community. They don't, you know, that they're just trying to make a buck, a fast buck. While that was tough for us at first, we had to earn their, uh, you know, their, their support and their, their trust. They have been absolutely amazing all, the entire way. We've had guys from Coronado, from obviously both Steve Wagner and Greg Cook and, uh, and Gina from Pizza Port. And I mean, just everybody, I mean, like from, from Carl Strauss, all of like what we would call the Mount Rushmore of San Diego beer has come in and supported this project. And uh, while it did take us a while to earn their uh, support and respect, they deserve that. They deserve somebody that's going to tell their story in the right way. Um, we are so excited and honored to be the people that they have accepted into San Diego craft beer to tell the story of San Diego craft beer and represent this amazing community that we all get to call home. It's, I mean, it's unbelievable. I may not know much, but I know that's how you end an episode. <laughs> Tuan, that was fantastic. Yeah. So we want to thank the Museum of Beer team, Tuan Reidenhauer, Michael Kosiela, Bruce Glassman. There's more to your team. You guys are amazing. Uh, we're so excited about what you're doing. Clearly, this is a, a passion project for you guys. And uh, we can't wait to be there for the the ribbon cutting and 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 get our annual passes. We'll wear right. our swag. Yeah. I got my hat. And take our pictures yeah. with there our own go. wax museum figures. Yeah. Yeah. The whole deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we can't wait to welcome you there. So thank you for sharing your passion for beer, beer history, and all things San Diego. And thank you, listeners, for joining and supporting us. Stay safe. Take care of each other. You know, we'd love to keep chatting, but right now we got to run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. All we need is a ten and a five or a car and a key and a sober driver. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run.